Welcome everybody to the Villa House Podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host, who's like mad dogging me right now. Stop staring at me like that. Holly Nicole Villanueva. What's up, babes? Hello. Why are you looking at me like that? I was just seeing what you was going to say. Yeah, we've been going back and forth for like the past two weeks on... You think I have some ulterior motives whenever I'm looking at you. <laughs> you have had ulterior motives. And now I'm catching you like staring at me all the time. Well, <laughs> this hasn't been like two weeks. It's been like a week. And it all started when I was watching TV and I just turned around and you were like staring at me from the recliner for no reason. Was I smiling? No, you were not. Was I pissed off? You just were straight faced. Just staring at me. I was admiring you is what that's, I was doing. I feel like that's inaccurate. Why? Because it was just a weird dynamic. And then I was uncomfortable. And then now, if I look at you, you're like, why are you looking at me? Because since you think it's weird, you, you feel doing guilty it is for a specific reason. For not reason. telling me the reasons. <laughs> As opposed to where I, if I'm looking at you, I'm just admiring you. We're watching a TV show of your choosing, not of mine. So right. you were watching the show, and then you decided, I'm not going to watch the show. I'm just going to stare at you, which was awkward. I took a minute from the show to admire you. <laughs> well, okay. And it, it's like that meme on TikTok or Facebook when it pops up, like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> it's exactly what happened. Here I am, like, in this sweet dream, just looking at you. Were you in a sweet dream? You don't know what I was doing. Well, that I asked I was you. reminiscing. I simply asked, why are you staring at me? And then you got all offended and started arguing instead of just you answering didn't, the you question. You simply asked. You were like, what? Why are you staring at me? <laughs> and you could have answered that and it would have been over. But you still haven't answered the question on what you were doing. Therefore, we're in this. So if I'm thinking something sweet, how am I going to answer you after you're like, what? You just ruined the whole moment. No, I didn't. You can regain the moment. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes. Uh, but at any rate, we didn't put a podcast out last week. It's no. the first time. Yeah, I'm glad ever. you brought that up. Not the first time. We we skipped Christmas once. But we prefaced saying we were going <clears> to <throat> skip Christmas. Yeah. And then this past week, um, yeah, we simply didn't do it because... Well, no real excuses, but we didn't do it. Yeah, like, we all had fucking COVID. <laughs> yeah, like our household just got really fucking sick last week, this past week. And uh, like, honestly, it started like last Friday. Weekend, yeah. Well, if you guys remember the last podcast we put out, so two weeks ago, I was like, I don't think it's COVID. Just my throat is sore. It was COVID. Um, and then, so I tested positive and was in isolation for a week. Yeah, on Monday. I went to the doctor instead of going to work just so I didn't make other people sick. Came back positive. Um, and then you got really sick. Yeah. Dallas then, Dallas was already sick. Dallas was already sick. Then Elena got really super sick. Elena got sick after I got sick. So I went to work on Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then like Tuesday night, I was just, I just came down bad. Like throughout the day, my throat was a little scratchy. I had a headache, but I was like, okay, no big deal. And then when I got home after work, it just like, like I got hit with a sledgehammer. Just yeah, everything hit rough. me. Uh, <clears throat> so then Wednesday morning, I went to sit call and I, I got tested, but it was negative. Just like Dallas, she got tested, but it was negative. But it was like a simple swab of the nose. It wasn't the, the one they usually, where they 
stick that thing all the way up in your nose and hold it for 10 seconds or whatever. It was mm-hmm. just like a simple swab. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, like still COVID free. But that whole Wednesday, I just felt like shit. And then Thursday came around and I felt even worse. I like woke up <clears throat> like I couldn't focus because my, my, uh, <clears throat> my head was hurting so bad. Um, sorry if I keep on doing that, but this stuff's like still in my throat and stuff. Um, but yeah, I woke up Thursday and it was worse. It was like, I couldn't focus cause my eyes and my head hurt so much. Um, and then I was just still really congested. Like my chest, my shoulders and my back were hurting. I was like, this is fucking he COVID. He man polluted. Yeah. I was like, <clears throat> whatever. Like I'm super sick. <clears throat> so I didn't go into work and, uh, I was, I was convinced it was COVID and, uh, but I, I still ha- hadn't tested positive. So then Thursday night, um, I was still feeling like shit. And then I was sitting right next to the candle warmer and I realized I was like, I'm, I'm not smelling it. So I like put it up to my nose and I didn't smell shit. So I was like, oh fuck, like I can't smell anything. So I started like, going to the kitchen. I'm smelling the soap. I'm smelling food. I'm like, I'm trying to sniff everything and I couldn't smell a damn thing. I was like, oh, this is fucking cold. Well, that's what happened to me. Like how I kind of, well, on Sunday we were coming back from Dallas and oh there's a pizza all right hold on we'll be right back we got pizza for this quick break it'll it'll seem like we never left oh i'm not on the app i gotta pause it all right and we're back the pizza came we ordered pizza for a super bowl it starts in an hour so we're prepping yeah so sunday well we went to dallas for the girls gymnastics competition which they did really well i'm sure we'll talk about that not not this weekend yeah not this like past but the weekend before so last weekend but on the way back, um, I just got really congested. So I started like medicating with like Sudafed, Mucinex, Dayquil, all the things to like get over the cold that I thought I had. On the way back, we had boarded our dogs over the weekend. Um, and so we went to pick them up from, <laughs> from where we board them at. And the girls were like, oh my gosh, they smell horrible. Like they need a bath. And I was like, y'all are just being dramatic. Like, they don't smell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get in the car and you were like, oh, my gosh, they stink. <laughs> and I was like, shit. So, I like, I'm in my head like, dang, I, like, I don't have smell. So, for the drive from Dallas back to here, it's about roughly a five-hour drive. So, I got beef jerky and I got the beef jerky and I opened it. And it's a strong scent and nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And I was like, damn. So I got home, but when we came in the house, I could smell the air freshener. Thought I could smell the air freshener. So I was like, okay, it's not like a big deal. Like the house, like I can smell the house. So that's fine. Went to bed, woke up Monday morning. Just felt horrible. Kind of like how you, like my body was hurting. My head was hurting really bad. Um, And then I couldn't smell again. So I went and I got like the fingernail polish remover, which is 100% acetone. (laughs) And I was like... And it burned, like I could feel the burn yeah, in my you could nose, feel the sensation. but I could not smell it like at all. And that's like one of the strongest smells you can smell, I would imagine. Yeah. And so I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to go to sit call and went and for sure I was positive. And then it was, it was a rough week. But they gave you like the, all the way up the nose. Oh the yes. They right? like, oh man, that test was probably one of the worst tests that I've had done. Um, but it was also like a little airman doing it who was like probably his first day on the job. Like yeah. I have to make sure I do it right. <laughs> I think that's why Dallas and I tested negative because it was just like a simple swab. 
and they sent it off. <clears throat> so I, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, I'm pretty sure it was a, a false negative. But I mean, starting on Tuesday, like you went to work Monday and Tuesday, but after that, like you didn't go back to work for the rest of the week. No, I was I out of work the whole week. I self-isolated. Elena got like food poisoning in the midst of all this. So she came home like, hey, my stomach's hurting. I think that was part of it. She's still sick. No, she was still sick. But like in the midst of me having COVID, you having pretty, I'm just going to call it COVID because I think that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Dallas having it. So we're all like laid up at home, just miserable. Um, And then Elena comes home from school and she just like walks out from taking a shower at nighttime, just throws up all over the living (laughs) room. I was like, go to the restroom. Well, I picked her up that that evening because yeah because she gymnastics. called gymnastics and was like hey can you come get me like um, i'm throwing up I'm yeah nauseous. so it was just it was a rough week and again it's just all excuses but yeah that the entire week i didn't feel good like i couldn't concentrate on shit i know i like, had to do homework and I, it was just i know i even wrote my instructor a note i was like look i tried my hardest but like i could not focus on this like yeah i was still trying to grade. like send out emails and check emails and whatever and like I just It's hard to it, stay focused. It was tough. <clears throat> so we were we were hurting and uh yeah, I had said I was like I We're on the recovery we're not, portion. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing a podcast this week and we're just gonna recover. Uh and that's what we did. Yeah, we didn't so, do anything. Uh, it was nice. It was nice to just uh relax and be able to get well. And I would say we're still on like the back end of it. I don't think we're fully over it, but Yeah, like you can hear better. me, the shit's still in my chest and throat and stuff. Yeah. Elena's voice is still she lost her voice it's barely coming back it's all scratchy and stuff (laughs) but then now even Braylon is walking around like with the sniffles and Dallas is she's good now I hope it doesn't go full circle so yeah be miserable no I don't think I don't think it will but yeah yeah, so everybody was down for the count this week at some point yeah it was that's our excuse yeah it was uh I don't know I felt for the first time, I'm going to like pick on you for a minute. I felt for the first time, like we were both sick, but you definitely did the man flu thing because I was miserable too, but you were like super extra about your sickness this time. (laughs) (laughs) It hurt. Like I was like, dang, the kids still have to like get up and do things because they, um, well, Braylon went to school the whole time. Like she never got sick. Well, she's like got the sniffles now, but, um, Elena and Dallas stayed home for a day or two because they weren't feeling well. Um, and I was just like, bro, come on. You got to get up and do the things. And you were like, nah, fam. No, I am perfectly <laughs> fine. Just like, you know what? Fuck it. Just put everything on pause until I recover. Yeah. I know. <clears throat> and I tried because even for Monday and Tuesday, I didn't feel too great. But I didn't think I was just like sick until tuesday night when it 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 all fucking i mean and even when you were at like the crux of your sickness it was still like me pushing back like you do not need to go to work you need to call in um but yeah i don't think there was one day last week where somebody from work didn't call me and ask me to do something like i'm on isolation (laughs) dying i do not want to do work stuff right now but we did anyway i know people try to push through and then some people take it for granted and it's like well like you could still do something I'm all about like full recovery, just rest. Although I was, I was trying not to like, I, I still sent out some emails and stuff. I still made some calls, but <clears throat> um, I'm all about just, just recover. Yeah. Like spend the time, relax, sleep, 
because the doctors always say it's like one of the best recoveries is just to sleep. to rest, you know, sleep, lay down, let your body just do its thing. Mm-hmm. The, like I didn't feel guilty about anything last week except I was supposed to have the shirt phone this weekend. And I told him like, hey, you know, everybody in my house is sick. Like I just I don't want to be running around trying to deal with this all weekend. And they were like, oh, no, like we had already planned on not transferring it to you just so you guys could recover. Um, but I did feel guilty about it because I know they need a break every once in a while. And when yeah. when they have somebody lined up to take the phone, they probably make plans, you know, because that's not something they get to do a lot. So um, have to have to make up for the weekend missed. Yeah. And for those that are not military, the shirts are like uh, they're basically on call 24-7. <clears throat> they handle off all the off-duty stuff. It's the first uh, sergeant. Yeah, the first sergeant. So. And every once in a while, if you're of the certain rank and taking the course, you can help out and answer those calls during the weekend so they can have a break every once in a while. Mm-hmm. So every, one, every so often we, we do that. It's a good experience. Yeah. I, I mean, I learned way more by taking the phone than I ever have by just like just talking to people through experience stuff. Yeah, you do. Because it's a it's. It's a difficult position uh, being a first sergeant because you handle all – you pretty much get to know, like, all the stories that go on within a unit um, that you don't see every day <clears throat> or the, don't always come to light. But, like, people having issues uh, with themselves, with families, with stuff back home, what, whatever the case. Like, usually the first sergeants are involved or have some kind of hand in it, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, when you have the phone – you answer some of those questions and, and you get involved as well and you do what you can to help out. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's it's like the ugly portion. I would say a lot of the times, like you don't get a lot of the, like the good stuff happens, but like the first sergeants have a hand in like uh, all the the hard stuff. Yeah. So like, I want to say like, I've all, I haven't taken the phone a lot, like maybe five or six times, um, which I mean is a lot when you're not a first sergeant, but um and I mean I've dealt with everything from like suicide attempts underage drinking DUIs um death in families where you have to notify somebody like it's just like those are things that you would never experience just at your own position in the unit um rarely yeah some people do but it's it's rare unless you're in that first sergeant position so it's a it's a good experience but I did I felt guilty because I know that was something that I had like on my books and it fell off. So, yeah, I, I missed a bunch of important meetings that we had this week too. And, <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Our, our people are squared away. So yeah. I wasn't too worried about it, but yeah, that was, that's been like our, our past week and a half, just trying to recover from being sick <clears throat> and getting back on our regular routine. Um, and then putting out the podcast again, uh, so there's our excuse. <laughs> All the things. Yeah. But uh, I didn't really have like something specific I wanted to talk to, but I thought it was pretty interesting. So we just got done watching a movie because we were just hanging out. Um, the one that I hated? Yes, the one that you hated. And uh-huh. I love movies like this. So the movie's called Brad's Status. And Ben Stiller is the protagonist or the main character in the movie. Um, and, you know, he kind, he kind of went as he got older, he kind of went away from like the, the comedic side to, to doing more movies like this. And it's basically like a life story. 
right? Yeah. So this guy, he's a middle-aged guy. He's 50. I think that's middle-aged, right? He's 50. His son's going off to college. And uh, so he's taking his son to visit these colleges so he can decide which ones he want to go to. And throughout that process, he starts, like, reminiscing on his past and, like, his life choices and where he's at now and basically how he feels about it and how uh, he tries to he, – he's, like, going back and forth on whether he's a failure or a success in life. Um and then he, like, meets up with some of his friends. A lot of his friends are, like, what he considers hugely successful. Like, one has a lot of money. The other one's on TV constantly and so on and so on. He meets up with one of his friends and kind of, like, uh, like cuts, lets loose on him. He's like, oh, you're a piece of shit. You're not really my friend because, I mean, you don't even care about what I do. Uh, but in reality, it's like everybody's just kind of, like, living their own life. And then you catch up with people when you can, right? Well, this guy, like, Ben Stiller, like, takes it personally. He wants everybody to recognize what he's doing so he doesn't feel like a failure. Um, but it's funny, like, within that movie, like, he talks to this girl who's probably, like, 20 years old or something going to Harvard. And, like, he's telling her his life story. And she basically tells him, like, Dude, you have enough. You're doing enough. You're perfectly fine. Mm. You're like having first world problems. These aren't real problems. Like I've seen real problems where people are struggling to find food or where they're going to spend the night. You're just basically worrying about status. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a slap in the face to him. And But then he still keeps on having these thoughts. And then at the end of the movie, like his son gives him some perspective too. Uh He's like, you're worried about what all these people are thinking, but the chances are no, they're not thinking about you. They yeah. don't care. They're not thinking about you because everybody's just thinking about themselves. Um, other than like your family, they're thinking about you. They're thinking about what you're doing. So really our opinions are the only ones that should matter to you. Yeah. And then he was like, so what's your opinion of me? And the son's just like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it gets you the feels, but I don't know. It got me thinking, like, because I've done it. I've done it every once in a while, and I'm sure everybody has. And if you haven't, like, great on you. That's pretty amazing. Like, you, your perspective is awesome, and and I always try to keep perspective and like show gratitude or not show, but like be grateful for all the things we have. But I have gone back. It's like, oh man, I'm. I don't know if I'm at where, where I want to be. And it's like when you hit certain stages in life. Like I, I went through that stage big time when I was struggling to make tech sergeant it's like man i'm just a failure i don't know if like i am where i'm supposed to be like is this was this the right career path should i choose a different career path and then naturally you just start looking at other people it's like man they're they're promoting so much faster they're doing a lot better than i am they have all the things it's like am i just a failure or whatnot <clears throat> but uh I don't know. I thought that's something we could talk about. No, that I like just complete honesty. I hated everything about the movie. I thought it was just <laughs> annoying. Um, but yeah, like I think that the the underlying story in the movie is like a good story. I just hated the way it was portrayed in the movie. It was just I don't know. The movie was annoying to me, but the story was good. Um, and. I would say, I would arguably say that if someone says they have never had the thoughts of like, am I on the right track? 
they would probably be lying at some point in their life had they never had those thoughts. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I don't think I've ever like thought that I was a failure, but I have like had thoughts of if I would have done this differently, what would have been the outcome or, um, like if I stopped doing this and changed to this perspective, like what would it be? Um, and I don't know. I, I feel like for me, one thing that I've just, that's been in, on my mind a lot lately is just like, why am I still going to school? That's kind of been like one of my big things. It's like, it's just a stressor that I don't need. And like, what am I gaining from it? Um, and ultimately it's just like me talking myself out of it, being lazy, but, um, it's kind of one of those things where like you keep going to school to prove that you can do it or because it's just like comfortability for you. But at the end of the day, like what do I get out of going to school? Like, what is it giving me? I like, obviously having the title of doctor would be like a status symbol, right? That's kind of one of the things like it would be a status symbol, but like, what is it giving me? What am I getting out of it? And really like, I can't make this long list of things that I'm getting out of it other than like the status symbol. So. I mean, all you need is one thing. If it's just a status symbol, then, uh, yeah, it'll make it, it'll make it a lot more difficult for you to defend yourself on why you should keep on going to school. Yeah. But if it's like, yeah, if I ha- if I have a doctor in in my title, I can get paid a lot more, and I want more money because I want this. You could kind of lead yourself down. Yeah, you can there. like you can always spend something to your favor, you know, but without spinning it just like laying it out black and white the facts it's it's one of the things but i mean i don't it's a step in the in the path or the direction that you're going if that's all it is there's i don't think there's anything wrong with that like that could be the only reason why you keep on going to school and why you're you want that title in your name it's like it's just part of the process it doesn't have to be the end goal yeah i don't know but I don't know. I thought the movie was, uh, yeah. Those those movies, uh, I really, most of the time, some of them are just like, oh, get the fuck out of here. But I really enjoy those movies. Um, they're just really slow. They're yeah, slow. Yeah, I think that's why I disliked them. Um, you yeah. know another one that I really disliked that everyone like loved? Uh, Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. Ah, it took so long. The first, so the first time I saw it, I did, I wasn't, I, I didn't enjoy it too much. But I saw it not too long ago. I don't want to say recently because it was probably like last year or something. But I saw it again, and like I think with movies like that, at least for me, being older, I was able to connect with it a little bit more. Like not yeah. like being homeless and stuff like that. But when you're chasing something, and you're just like as you get older you just you naturally feel like you're running out of time yeah. and that's what like this movie that we just watched that's kind of like i was able to connect with it it's like man i'm just like i'm about to be 40 in a in a couple years i uh have i done the right things what like what's left to do um like what where do where do we go from here you know and everybody sees 40 as like oh it's downhill I don't think so. I, well, I don't, I don't think so either. Yeah. But it's taken a lot to convince myself that's so like 40, um, 
I, I look forward to it now. Mm-hmm. And everybody talks about like, oh man, it's it's so old. I don't want to be forty. I do. I yeah. do want to be forty. And like the direct, I have a clearer picture now, but it hasn't always been that way. Yeah. Like I would see thirty, or I would see whatever the age is, and be like, "Fuck, man, I'm just I'm running out of time." Like I don't know. Uh, but with each year, it's become a little bit uh, clearer. And I, I want to say it's like the only reason that is is because the military. Like I'll, I'll put that on the military. Like it that's been consistent with me, like just sticking with the military that I've been able to progress. And at some point, once I retire, I'll be able to do something else. Basically, you can do anything, right? Yeah. You're starting over pretty much. Yeah, but I'm not, like I can't, right now I can't see myself doing anything else other than the military. But once I know at some point it's going to end, and once it does end, I'm not afraid for what to do next. I don't think I'm afraid of what to do next, but I'm afraid of the process of getting to what to do next. Um, And I think, I don't know, we have like different life experiences, which we've shared on here before, but like I joined the military when I was 17. So like just a few months after graduating high school. So I literally don't know how to be a grown up like outside of the military. Yeah. Um, And that sounds like, stupid when you say it but like if I didn't have the military there's just so much so many more things that are available like where your hands aren't tied there's like so many things that can happen and I just like when I think about it it's weird to me to think of having a life like that I guess I don't know I don't really know how to put it into words but it's just like more freedom like not more freedom but just like um if I want to go somewhere, like, I can just go. I don't have to, like, check with people, you know. Yeah. Or if if I want to do something, I can just do it. And I don't have to think about, like, the repercussions of the military. Or is this something that the normal people in America can do that people in the military can't do, you know. And not that, like, I'm trying to go do all this crazy shit. But if I wanted to, like, option. I would be able to, you know. Um, and it's, I don't know. I felt like the one thing that I could see in the movie is I don't do it now as much. Well, I I would say never now, but when I was younger, I would do it a lot where I would want the people that I grew up with to like notice my successes in the military. Yeah. Where like if I made rank or if um, I went on like a cool trip or if I was like bought a new car, just anything, I would be like, I wanted that validation from people of like, look at what I'm doing with my life. Um, and now I'm like, I don't give a shit what, like y'all do your thing. I'm doing mine, like <laughs> yeah. whatever. But when I was younger, like, like that guy in the movie, he's like, took it offensively that the people he went to college with didn't recognize his successes. But like now I just, it's not something that I, I just care for anymore. It's like the, the people that I care about recognize that success and like stand by me through it. And if, if you guys do, then that's all that really matters to me. But it's not like. Um, one of the things I found annoying about that movie is he was just looking for like validation on everything yeah, and pretty much trying to like put the burden on his son. Like that, I found that very annoying in the movie where he's like, do you really need to go here? Like what's so special about this? Like it's going to cost me a lot of money. Like don't guilt your kid because you feel shitty about your life. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people do that. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. There's. 
I mean, that happens, which sucks, but it does. Yeah. Um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. But, <clears throat> yeah, the whole validation piece. Yeah, that was a big thing. I think when you're younger, it's probably bigger. But uh, I don't... I feel like people that I went to high school with, though, and, like, I never went to college after high school, so I only can, like, tie it back to people I went to high school with, like, people I grew up with, but, like, I feel like some of them who are my age or even a little bit older um, still do that shit. Like, they're on Facebook, posted all this stuff, like, no, like, you were supposed to be my friend and you're not my friend, like, you, it's like, bro, you're fucking 35 years old. Like, why are you looking, you're upset because... Joe Blow from 12th grade 15 years ago <laughs> didn't realize that you got a new job. Like, they don't care that you got a new job. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, people, at a certain point, you just start living your own life. And, yeah, you try to bring some people with you, but just it it's not always going to happen. You just end up losing track of people. And you you start doing your own thing and you can't expect everybody to keep up with what you're doing and expect to keep tabs on you or like give you congratulations every time. You just got to do you. And I mean, if people notice to give you congratulations, good. If not, well, just keep on doing you. Right. Um, friends shouldn't. Uh, yeah, it, it's tough um, because when I was younger, I. I I would feel that way too. It's like, oh man, I'm just like separating from my friends and it sucks and I see everybody else doing their thing. But at the same time, I'm doing my thing, but you still have that feeling. It's like, fuck, I'm losing my old friends. But that's just, it's part of the beast. Like if I would have stayed in El Paso, I'd probably still be close to a lot of my friends and, you know, hanging out and or doing whatever. Um, But naturally you just end up growing. I say grow it in part, but you just don't, you limit your circle interaction with with people yeah and your circle does get smaller and that can be a good thing um but when you look at people's successes like everybody's definition of success is is going to be different some people's money some people's status some people's just i I don't know what it is yeah but everybody's different that's like one of the things in the movie it's like this guy's looking at all these other people and considering them successful because they're on TV or because like his thoughts of success. Yeah. His, like his thoughts of success. Uh, but when he started talking to him, it's like, they all had their issues. They had their problems. Like one dude was getting ready to go to jail because for fraud, another dude, like his kid was extremely sick. Um, and then, so like everybody's going through all these problems, but all he was seeing was just like the big shiny stuff. Yeah. And that was kind of like, he, he was the Facebook page post. That's what I, yeah, (laughs) that's what I call him. Well, I mean, even that, like I had, uh, I know some people get pissed off with like people like sharing their stuff on Facebook or Instagram, whatever social media p- platform. Uh, some people see it as bragging and uh, I can't remember where I saw it, but it's kind of how I feel. It's like people are just sharing their, their highlights. Right. Yeah. But which is good. Um, doesn't necessarily mean that you're bragging. Some people might do it just to brag. But other people like genuinely want to share like the good stuff in their life with whoever is is following them. Um, but it's like 
I would rather see that. Like, why would you want somebody to post about like what's going shitty in their lives? Yeah. Right. Unless they're like asking for help and genuinely need some help. I get that. But would you rather see like people like, Oh, I'm just having a shitty day. Life sucks. This sucks. I feel like there are very few people and I'm not like a huge proponent of following celebrities just because like, Oh, yeah. I don't give a shit, really. Like, that's probably the wrong attitude. But, like, I don't care that Beyonce's daughter had, like, a $2 million birthday party. Like, <laughs> I don't care. It's not – we were having this conversation in the car um, the other day, and Braylon was, like, telling me all about Stormy. I don't know, some kid from some celebrity. And she was, like, telling me her whole life story. And I was like, Braylon, I don't care. And she's like, but she's so cute. And I was like – I still don't care. Yeah. And she was like, okay. So she's like, keeps scrolling. And then she's like, oh my gosh, it's one of the Kardashians like oh are pregnant. And I was like, Braylon, I don't care. And she was like, but like, look, she's so cute, pregnant. And I was like, are you ever going to meet her? Like, does her pregnancy have anything to do with you? And she's like, no, but I'm like, whatever. Like, I just do you like watch all the things. But there are very few celebrities that I do follow. And I'll typically, um, like one who's very controversial and a lot of people dislike her, but I follow Chrissy Teigen. Do you follow her? Mm -mm. John Legend's wife. Um, And she's like a straight up open book. Like she shares the good, the bad, the ugly. Like it's not just a snapshot reel of like, look at the nice things we have. But she shares like everything. And she, the way I take it is like she tries to humanize um celebrities like hey we all are going through the same shit but like just because of the jobs that we have it doesn't make us like less of people um so one of the big things was she was super far along pregnant I want to say like seven or eight months and if I'm wrong like I apologize I don't know but she had a miscarriage had to birth the baby and like they went through that whole process and she was sharing it on Instagram like the process of them going to the hospital and finding out they lost the baby, uh, her going through like the birth, just everything. And, um, and people just shit on her so bad for it. Like, like how dare you like share all this stuff and like, this isn't what we want to see on your post. And she's like, look, like I'm, I'm a woman, I'm a mom and like, I'm going to have the same struggles. And so if all I show you is my million dollar home and all this nice things we have, like, you look at me in a different light than if I show you the good, the bad, and the ugly. And so <clears throat> a lot of people dislike her, but I really enjoy her post. Yeah. So <clears throat> stuff like that. Like if you're if you're just showing me everything about your life, even if I don't know you, like I'll be invested. Because there are people on TikTok, I'm wholly invested in their <laughs> lives and yeah. I'm never going to meet them. <clears throat> like for those of you who TikTok, there's this lady on there who – her and her husband were going to adopt a baby and it was like adoption fraud in Houston. She has like a hundred TikToks and I've watched every one of them. Like I know her whole story, um, but I'm just so invested in like, how shitty do you have to be to convince somebody that you're pregnant for nine months, take all their money, tell them that your mom died, have them give you money to help pay for her funeral and then be like, just kidding. I was never pregnant. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> so, I mean, I try to like stay out of the celebrity realm, but I think it's it's important to just show like the good and the bad. Not like 
not get on there and be fucking depressing like oh it was a shitty day like stub my pinky toe whatever but just to be like hey you know it wasn't a great week this week but next week will be better yeah. something you know i don't know because yeah, there are people too i mean there's just it's just different levels it's uh yeah. like some of them have money problems they're just their money problems are going to be in the millions as opposed to mm-hmm. ours are in the hundreds and thousands not hundred thousands but mm-hmm. it's like they they go through a lot of this shit. they're not immune to a bunch of stuff uh granted a lot of them have a lot more money to take care of some of their problems but that doesn't mean they don't have any problems uh, yeah. Or it's first world problems, whatever the case is. I mean, they're still they're still going through shit as well. That I mean, the other thing with celebrities, it kind of sucks. Like everybody expects them to be on all the time. Yeah. Like some of them are going through shit, like losing people or whatever. Um, and some of them are they're like forced to put on a smile or. I don't think people really. I don't know. I think people get really wrapped up in celebrity like lives. Yes. But they don't take into account like how hard it is on them to have their lives. Yeah. Um, and obviously like, yes, they're millionaires. Yes. They have all this money. Yes. They have nice homes and they can do whatever they want. But like at the end of the day, it's just like a person who wants to go to dinner and eat some chicken Alfredo and not be like, have people hiding in the fucking bushes to take a picture of them. Like they just want to live a normal life too. And, like yes, they accepted that when they joined, when they took the job they have, but it like they it's, also it, just want to be still sucks. They also just want to be a person. Yeah, I saw a video the other day. I think it was on TikTok because you know I'm a TikToker. But saw a video the other day where like Justin Bieber was eating with his wife, and the paparazzi there was like six of them out there, and he like got up and he went out there and he's like, "Hey guys, like you got the shot. We pose, we smiled, like." Just leave us alone and let us eat. You know, like, yeah. like I get you're trying to do your job. Like, we let you take the photos. We didn't try to hide. Like, just let us enjoy the rest of our meal. And they were like, all right, cool. And like, because there are people too, but it's it's hard to humanize that when you like lose your shit or you're yelling at them or you're trying to like hide from them. I feel like people, if you just reason with them, it makes more sense. But I'm sure that doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just like. Uh, celebrities I, I try not to follow too many on I do some um, but I try not to follow that many I, I get annoyed with them on TikTok I get it it's a lot of it just becomes uh, like uh, advertising and shit like that mm-hmm. um, like The Rock I, I loved following The Rock and then after a while it was just like promotion after promotion after promotion mm-hmm. i used to love when he used to like post his his like gym stuff and now it's just like all about post. his his liquor his uh yeah because it was just motivational uh so it was awesome but now it's just about his liquor and his energy drink and like the new movie he's doing i was like oh, okay i get it i get it yeah. uh as 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 opposed to like before when it started getting well i guess it was always big but uh like i like I His said, it's different levels. General, but yeah. before all that, it was just like him pumping iron. It was like, hey, this is a, it's four in the morning. I'm in here kicking ass. Got it. Like, not promoted any, anything, just like getting after it. That shit was badass. Um, but, you know, and, and it happens with most cele- with celebrities. And it, I guess with anybody really, if you, your brand starts getting big enough, like, that's all you end up doing. But then you stop following that person. Uh, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh, oh, and then with celebrities, it's like people get starstruck. I get it. They're a big deal. Um, 
but I, I used to get starstruck. Like if I saw a celebrity or I found out a celebrity was like in town, it's like, Oh my gosh, that's super fucking cool. And, but then you get to thinking about it and it's like, you, okay, you get to see the celebrity. That's cool. Not much of a story. Uh, it's like, Oh, Hey, I met the celebrity. It's, Did you? It's like, yeah, I just shook his hand or I got an autograph. That's cool. You got an autograph, you know, something to remember. Chances are that celebrity is not going to remember you whatsoever. Uh-oh. Like the thing that would be cool to me and cool to anybody, uh, but that's why I don't get spun up with celebrities anymore. It's like if you could actually like sit down and have a have conversation, conversation with yeah. a celebrity or you have a beer or like you have like some genuine interaction with a celebrity other than like, oh, I shook his, I like shook his in head. a line of a hundred people, and you're just like, yeah. hello, hello, hello. Like Vince Young was here not too long ago, and everybody was going over there to get autographs, and he was supposed to be giving out personal training sessions or whatever. I was like, oh man, that's just like that's it's cool, it's Vince Young, but why get all worked up if it's not? Yeah. It's not going to be genuine, right? <clears throat> um, like I always remember, we were in, in a club in Vegas. This was long time ago. I t- we were probably just married, or I, we might have been. Yeah, engaged. it was early in our relationship. Yeah, we we went to a club with with a few of our friends, and this one guy. There was this band, Three Eleven. Is it Three Eleven? I don't remember because it was I, like I, inconsequential to me. Yeah, I didn't know who they were, but they're a pretty big name, right? And uh, they, like, walk, walked by us. We had a table in this club, and they, like, had walked by us. And the, one of the dudes that was with us, he knew who they were. And he oh, was like, God. he was like, oh, 311. And he patted the dude on the back. He lost his shit, like, all and night over He there. lost his shit. He was like, oh, my God. I touched it. It was 311. And he was looking at his hand like he was never going to wash the thing again. It was like, this hand touched 311. Like, oh, my God, did you see that? I was like, yeah, I got it. Cool, man. He's <laughs> yeah, like, like, no, but that's 311. It's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember that happening. And I, like, I was young at the time, but I still remember like, wow. Like, I, I don't feel like I would ever be that way over anyone. Yeah, I don't. It's just like, it's, in, it's inconsequential to your life. I don't know. Some people feel differently and they just, they track celebra- celebrities and look at celebrities and they're like gods. but I mean there are people who I would like to meet and just like talk to yes but there's nobody who like I want to meet enough to like throw my life out of like world for you know like to like completely put something on pause or go out of my way or like like to stand in a line full like people who want to meet others or people who want to meet celebrities who stand in line for hours to like walk up, be like, hello, take a photo and walk away. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. I, yeah. When I was younger, I thought that was cool. I I probably would have done it, but yeah. now it's just like, man, it's, it's not going to make a difference in my life or theirs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially not theirs. Like, yeah, I would rather have a conversation or like you have some kind of interaction with them, right? Some meaningful interaction. It, that's that's not going to be the case. And then the other thing with celebrities or whoever it is, it's like you see them, you know how they say, hey, don't meet your, your heroes. Yeah. Don't meet your heroes because of whatever they could turn out to be assholes or just not who you think they're going to be. Uh, and that was in the movie too. This guy was like all worked up about 
meeting this one uh, professor who was like huge into music and he met him and he was like, eh, he just, he wasn't who I thought he was going to be. Yeah. And uh, I I think about that with a lot of like celebrities and like the people I follow now are more like the motivational speakers. So like Jocko and, and Tom Bilyeu and stuff like that. And I would like to meet them, but I'm also afraid it's like if I ever met those guys, they're probably not the person that I, they might not be the person that I think they're going to be. I feel like I've watched too many movies and read too many books where like, and obviously they're like fake books, like fiction, not real life stories or anything, but where it's like a celebrity who's just like down on their luck and they're trying like a lot of them are like country music country music star movies on like lifetime or whatever but it's like their manager is forcing them like you have to go do this signing you have to go meet these people like this is an obligation you have and like they hate doing it just as much as like the people who are watching it happen who hate it you know um and so it's those instances where i'm like do i want to be another person in that line of hundreds of people making them hate every single minute of doing it you know um so, I don't know. I just, I think that at some point in your life, wherever that point may be, whether it's now or years from now, like you have to just look at what you have and be happy with that and stop trying to keep up with the Joneses really is the, the moral of this whole yeah. podcast, I guess. is like, stop trying to make, meet a status symbol of someone else and just be like happy with where you are in life. I would say it took me a while to get there. There was a like a long period of me growing up where I was like, I need this or I need that or that person has this and I want it. And now I'm just like, eh, whatever. <laughs> like now I'm just yeah. like the old grumpy lady in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. I, I think once I started getting into my third, I, I want to say like once I started like doing all the personal development stuff, which was right, right around when I turned 30, like where I really like, did it intentionally um that's when i started to realize some of that stuff yeah like oh this is just keeping up with the joneses or this is just for appearances it's not really what i want none of this stuff really makes me happy but i'm chasing it anyway i don't know why um like the whole fashion stuff like if i could wear shorts and t-shirt i've said it time and again if i could wear shorts and t-shirts all day every day i would do it um but I can't because of work and whatever else. But where before, I used to get really worked up about the kind of jeans I had or the type of shirt I was wearing or buying or what kind of watch I had and the shoes that I was getting and, you know, just all that shit that doesn't really matter to me. But I thought it was important, so I try to keep up with it. Yeah. But as like once I started really figuring myself out, I was like, man, I don't really don't, I don't give a shit about any of that. Other people do. I don't, but it was just me trying to impress other people and, you know, trying to get that validation stuff. It's, that's one of the things that I think it takes a lot of people. I mean, I feel like we kind of noticed it early in life on how we just need to focus on like us and our family. But I think a lot of times it takes people a lot longer to get to that place where it's like, I'm no longer trying to, because I, I mean, I know a lot of people who are 
our age or older than us who are still like chasing the what does the next person have and I need better than that and it's I mean if that's your thing good on you but yeah, it's yeah a, it's at some a point you gotta game. get get like just realize that what you have is enough and that just move forward from there yeah yeah you gotta be happy with what you have there's a cliche quote about it and I can't remember exactly how it goes but like you'll never be happy unless you're happy like in the moment yeah. with what you already have and then just see everything else as like a plus yeah which is true, and I and I get it. Sometimes it's hard, um, but like uh, there's a stat. I don't know how true it is. I don't know where it's from, but I've heard it multiple times. I've read it somewhere too. But like once your income, it basically your happiness caps out at seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah. So once you start making more than. $75,000, you're not going to become any happier whatsoever yeah, because, yeah, you can buy more stuff, but you're going to have more palms. And um, at $75,000, that's like the magic number to have a good home, have vehicles, not really worry too much about money. You can get your bills paid. You can go and buy what you want or what you need, like within reason, right? And you're basically comfortable. Yeah. Uh, and chances are you you might have a job that you enjoy, but you go I beyond think, that. Yeah, and I don't know. I will disagree with the quote that like money doesn't buy happiness because a lot of the time things contribute to happiness, and you need money to buy things that contribute to your happiness. But I think your overall like the baseline of your happiness can't be bought by things like you need to just be happy with who you are and where you're at um, in order to be happy with everything else but um, I, ha I don't I don't know what the amount is but I have heard that before that like at a certain point like it doesn't matter if you get a million dollars tomorrow like at a certain point all that more money does is like bring you more stress yeah because I mean you think about it you get you're getting paid more than Let's say you go to six figures and you're a, you're hundred k plus or two hundred k or whatever it is. Um, chances are, like you're working all the freaking time to yeah. earn that money because you're in a pretty important position and everybody's asking for your time. So you don't even get the chance to enjoy that money. Mm -hmm. You start you you get into the millions more whatever or you, like even five hundred plus whatever, and you're bringing home that kind of money and then people start hitting you up for money. You start getting sued. It's like they, it's the fucking biggie. More, more money, more problems. Uh, I heard somebody say, oh, the dude from the Barbell Shrug podcast. He's like, he was talking about it. And he was like, yeah, man, more money, more problems. He's like, that shit is true. Because yeah. like their gym and their podcast blew up. And it's like, but they just started getting all these more issues. They were trying to expand and all these issues that come with that. And it was, it was a mess. Yeah, because it's it's kind of like the lottery thing, you know, like if you won the lottery, who would you tell and what would you do with your money? And I'll, yeah. I would say like the majority of people are like, I wouldn't tell anyone. Um, and it's because people know that like with money comes problems. And if like if you won $500 million just like overnight, like you're a normal ass broke family, like living paycheck to paycheck. And then tomorrow you have $500 million. Um you're going to have an 
inornate amount of problems that you couldn't even have fathomed. Um, and I would say the average American or the average human being would have no fucking clue what to do with $500 million. Yeah. Besides get themselves in trouble. <laughs> well, and there's another stat out there with the, like 90% of them go broke yeah. within a, a couple of years. Um, but yeah, like yeah, people will start coming out the woodwork like, hey, remember when I did this for you? Like, give me some money. Or obscure family members is like, oh, hey, really? Like, you're not going to take care of me? third cousin's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> or like, I've even heard the horror stories where like immediate family is like, hey, I'm going to sue you because you're not taking care of me, but I did this, this, and that for you. And then lawyers, when people like that go to lawyers and they're like, oh, yeah, we can get some money out of it. So then lawyers egg them on as well. Yeah. Because I mean, you can you can sue anybody for anything, right? Yeah. And a lot of the times, I mean, you could have a judge that like is logical, but the law is the law. So it's like when you were six to seven, you stayed with me for a whole summer, and in that summer, I paid or you ate three times a day, and the amount of those meals were this, and then the emotional damages of me being in debt from having to spend that money <laughs> yeah. on you. And, okay, give me a million dollars. And a judge is like, whatever, you have $500 million. Like, give them a fucking million. Get out of here. But it's like they say, you give people an inch and they take a mile. So you let go of that first million dollars. If you have $500 million, it's probably nothing, right? It's yeah. like, okay, let's just give them a million dollars and be done with it. That opens up the floodgates. It's like, well, if I can get this. I would never, like, I know there are some states where you have to, like, say who you are that won that won the lottery right but like i've planned all this out so if i ever won the lottery none of y'all would ever know but like if i won the lottery and i had the winning ticket number i would take my measly income that i have now and i would march my ass right to the courthouse and i would pay four hundred dollars and legally change my name to some fucking jane smith right <laughs> And then I would claim that lottery ticket and I would say, y'all put my name out. Jane Smith won $500 million. And then I would march my ass back down there with 400 more dollars and change my name right the hell back. And I'd be done with it. And I would claim it publicly and I would hire financial advisors and attorneys. And I mean, of course I would like give people money, but it would be like anonymous. Like I'd pay off their homes and put a little bit of money in their bank accounts, but it would be like a, they go to pay their mortgage and they're like, your house is paid off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, but I would never like, I would never openly go to somebody and be like, I won the lottery. Here's a million dollars. I just, I don't think that's a smart it, decision. It'd be hard to like when you, when you read those horror stories, it's just, it's, it's almost unbelievable. Like there's no way, mm. but people get greedy, man. And that, they see it as an opportunity and but you a lot tie of people it, take it. You tie it all back to this podcast. Like, let's say you're in your mid-30s and you win the lottery overnight, right? Or, like, you come into some, like, arbitrary amount of money. Like, we'll just stick with the $500 million, right? Like, you come into $500 million overnight. It would be hard to not put it out there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. for all the people that, like, have shit on you or, like talk shit to you like you wouldn't want to be like fuck you i have 500 million dollars you know yeah. and so you tie it all back to like what do you get by doing that like other than status of being able to say like hey i have all this money now like what do you get out of all of it and probably nothing other than like 
rubbing their nose in the fact that like mm-hmm. you're you got money now, right? But it's you tie it all back to like just are you happy with where you're at? And I feel like that amount. I don't know. I like I think about winning the lottery because it would be like awesome, but also I don't think I would want to. You become a target. Yeah. As soon as you do, it's just. And that's for the people, like the people you're not even thinking of. Yeah. Like, like I guarantee you, we we won five hundred million dollars right now. People would be going through all these podcasts to see what they could sue us about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got five hundred million dollars, so and you said this one time, and that's not true. So that's offensive. We're suing you for defamation of character or something, yeah. right? It's like. Yeah. All I said was I didn't like that movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, but that offended us, so. You made our ratings go down. You owe us $10 million. (laughs) So. It's, I mean, it's stupid, but I just, I think it's, money is just, it really is the root of all evil. But I mean, you think about like, like whoever it is, think about like any, any person that you've lent money to, borrowed money from, or, you know help somebody out with something think of all those transactions like how many times have you gotten into arguments or not talk to somebody or or you've seen it happen with like family members good friends whoever business partners where money even if it's a thousand dollars a hundred dollars where it becomes like the rift between yep. the both of you and, and that happened imagine with millions of dollars if that happens with a hundred dollars, imagine with millions of dollars. Yep. It's just like money dictates so many things. It dictates status. It dictates if you feel like you're a success or you're a failure. If you've been able to provide the way that you think you should as like a mother or a father or a husband or a wife or however it is. And so it's just like a natural spinning thing that at the end of the day, you have to be like, if I lost everything, would I still be happy with the person I am? Yeah. Um, and well, I don't know how a lot of people feel about that. Yeah, I don't know. It's I like I've thought about it before. It's like, man, what if something just goes wrong and we have to go back to like living in a two bedroom apartment, one bedroom apartment, and just like, struggling, like mm-hmm. not knowing how we're gonna pay our bills. I I don't know how it would be. I'd li- I'd like to think that like, hey, I have a strong enough mindset where we'll, we'll get out of this. It's gonna be difficult for a short amount of time or a spe- a certain amount of time, but we'll get out of it. Yeah. But I don't know if that would be the case. Uh yeah, I don't know. I kind of I've thought about it before, but I feel like if we lost the niceties, you know, like like we didn't have a super nice house and we couldn't drive like the cars we drove we drive now or whatever but like we were just together at the end of the day I would still be happy with like who I am as a person who I am as a mom who I am as a wife um like would the niceties be there no but at the end of the day I still don't like monetarily I would probably feel like a failure but like as a person I don't think I would overall feel like a failure I mean, I don't know. In that moment, my mindset would probably be a little bit different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it would be hard, but uh, it would be difficult to, to look at it that way. But, yeah. Because um, we're not rich. 
by any means, not even close to it. Well, whatever you consider rich, like you can go online and see what we get paid as military members, but we're, we're comfortable. Like we're, we're well off, right? We're not hurting for anything, but I think, I think we're at that point where it's, it's close to, if you start going over that, whatever money amount that is that you start, your, your happiness caps out. Yeah. I think. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Like there's, I don't feel like there's anything that we could be like, hey, we want to do this in the next year. I mean, I'm sure there are like things that are way out of reach. But I mean, if it was like, hey, we want to go on vacation at the end of the year, like we could start planning for that now and make it happen. Right. Yeah. Or if we want to do this or that, like it's something that is within our reach to be able to do. Um, but it's not something that if we were like, Hey, I want to fly all of us to Italy tomorrow. Right. Like that's not something that we're just going to be like, Oh, well let's go in and spend $30,000 on flights and call it a day. But I think we're at a place in financially and in our happiness level where like making more money would be nice, but it doesn't really like contributing to, it doesn't contribute to like the overall factor of, of us. Yeah. Yeah. That was a intense conversation. It was based it, on a terrible movie. It's it's a good movie, just depending on how you look at it. It's like not action, it's not really there's not comedy. It's just like a, a real life movie. I, I like those kind of movies. I know you do. Like that one. I know you do. Or <laughs> like Dan in real life. I don't know if you've seen that one. Nope. Because typically when you watch those movies, I'll go do something else. Yeah, it's but Steve Carell. It, it's like basically the same around. thing. He's like trying to figure out what he's going to do with his life. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I enjoy those kind of movies. Kind of where you're like at a... What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a, a standstill... An impasse in life? I guess, yeah. I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. We'll see when I turn 40. Yeah. You're close. <laughs> yeah, two more years. Dang, you're old. It's almost your birthday. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do for your birthday? Turn 38. <laughs> <laughs> go to work. <laughs> yeah, go to work. <laughs> uh yeah. All right. <laughs> I guess we could stop. Let's stop it there. Let's stop it. Why'd you say it like that? All right. All right. Babes. Peace out, Cub Scout. <laughs> Peace out, Cub Scout. We'll see y'all next week.